welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is church communication. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on those running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I am Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I am Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so how many different ways do you have to getting things out? Because when I was a kid, the only thing I had in the Catholic Church was a bulletin. We have so many. I don't even know that I can count them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start. Where is the most obvious? Well, the bulletin. Okay. Let's start with the bulletin. So that's the Sunday bulletin that you pick up when you walk into the church and they hand it to you or you pick it up off of a table and head into the sanctuary. Maybe there's an order of worship in there. Some people do like everything in the bulletin. Some people do part of it in the bulletin mm-hmm. and you might need the hymnal. And usually along with that, there's some kind of an announcement section or announcement sheet. Okay. So there's the first line as a Sunday worship attender. I will throw this out to you. I do remember if you were at the early service in the Catholic Church, they hand the bulletins out on the way out. Mm. So you are paying attention because you should just know where you are intrinsically. (laughs) There's no actual information (laughs) For the service, necessarily. It was in the just bulletin. an announcement sheet. Just an announcement sheet. Mm-hmm. However, when you were smart enough as a kid, you'd know to swipe one on your way in because rarely would my father get this to the early, early, early service. And then you had something to do in the pew. <laughs> you could read through it. <laughs> exactly. Totally. So the bulletin is one spot. But before things get to the bulletin, usually they've had multiple other stops, even before then. Is the bulletin like the, here's the latest and greatest, this is the stuff that's coming up right now? It kind of depends on the congregation. Okay. For us, we typically allow things in for about a month. Okay. At the longest. So if there's something about a month out, then we'll start running it in the bulletin. Okay. But before that, you could put something into the newsletter. Okay. So there's another print media piece that you can do. So the bulletin's deadline is the Wednesday before Sunday. Okay. You have four-day-old information that can get into the bulletin. So by the time you get it on Sunday, it's already been at least four days since it was decided. So if anything's changed, that is what it is. The newsletter, the deadline is around the 15th of the month before. Okay. So if we're talking about the May newsletter that's about to come out... The information was submitted for that May newsletter two weeks ago. Okay, to give you time to... Get it all formatted, get it in, and then get it mailed and published Okay, in time. So it goes out around the 23rd or 24th of the month so that it gets into everybody's hands before the first of the month so that if you have any events within the first five days of the month... People have enough of a heads up. People have enough of a heads up that it's in their newsletter. Are you still mailing stuff to a lot of people? In this congregation, we have a list of about 25 individuals that we mail to. The rest of it is done via MailChimp, automated e-news. So that's another new thing, is all the emails that you can send. Mm -hmm. When I first arrived here, we had Google mailing lists that had to be maintained by the administrative assistant. And they're the ones who was in charge of what email were on the list and whose email was not on the list. Right. 
And, and if were, anything changed, they had to go through and change it. And there okay. were separate email lists for separate kinds of things, right? Oh, so if it's my. a congregational mailing versus just who wants the newsletter versus who wants, right? So if you changed your email address because you left Comcast and you moved to a Gmail address. But you didn't tell anybody. Well, or you tell people, the admin has to remember all the different emailing lists that you are attached to and go in and by hand change all that. Oh, that sounds like a pain. So about two or three years ago, we made the switch to MailChimp, which is an automated email service that's an opt-in service. Okay. So our members have to go and make the choice to participate in it. And so you are the one in control of your email. I'm totally outing my husband on this one (laughs) because he does not like to get emails for many things because he gets literally hundreds at his office. Mm -hmm. But that means he did not know that there was a big congregational meeting coming up this weekend because he was not being informed by anyone but me. Right. And so it's in the bulletin, Mm -hmm. but it went out via the email Mm -hmm. and our snail mail also went out to the 20-some snail mail folks that receive it that way. But those congregational announcements, you have to opt in Mm -hmm. to receive them. We have multiple different kinds of emails that you can sign up for. You can sign up to receive, like, general congregational announcements only, general emergency announcements only. Think churches closed because there's ice. Mm -hmm. That kind of an emergency announcement. A congregational announcement might be, we're meeting to take out a loan or... So-and-so died, right? Those are the big congregational announcements. Mm -hmm. Then we have the weekly e-news, because that's another way that we try to reach people. Mm -hmm. Ours is called This Weekend at Central, and it is only events happening in the next seven days. That's the goal of it. Is it working that way right now? No. Because everybody (laughs) wants their stuff in there. Because everybody's trying to communicate in 15,000 different ways. Because still, we... You still lose people. They still lose cracks. Yep. And so the goal of the weekend at Central is only things that pertain to this week. Okay. That fails. There's often about the same thing that's in the newsletter. Okay. In the weekend at Central. Then, of course, we have the porch talks that I do on Saturday afternoons now. And that's just one more way (laughs) that we are trying to get the information out of, like, here's what's happening tomorrow. Okay. And here's the stuff that's going on that you really need to know. And I include a little video. How much feedback do you get on these things to know what really is reaching the right person the right way? So MailChimp gives us so much more information than just the regular email ever did. MailChimp tells us who has opened it. Uh tells us how many, like what percentage it has been opened, and then a percentage on how many people have clicked through and taken an action. So we can see in real time who is receiving it and who is opening it. Okay. Not that we ever look at that. When there was one or two important messages that I wanted to make sure that was actually getting out to people, I have gone back like a day later and double-checked to see who all has received and opened it. Okay. We average around 51% opening okay, of who we send it to, which industry standard is around 12%. Well, you're doing pretty well So then. we're doing pretty well. People open it, a fairly decent crew. We don't have many click-throughs, but we have about a 51% open rate, which is good. 
So we've sent out emails. We've put it in the bulletin. Mm-hmm. Things have been in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. The Porch Talks, those go out on Facebook, correct? Porch Talks, I add on Facebook as well. And actually, our Weekend at Central also goes out via Facebook. Okay. Now, we have multiple ways that it gets published on Facebook. Okay. Because all of those things publish through my Facebook stuff. So Facebook Manager allows it to publish to my own personal wall. Uh-huh. The Reverend Dr. Amanda Zenzelo professional page. Uh-huh. The Central Lutheran Church page. Uh-huh. So all three of those automatically get a post whenever we send a MailChimp. Interesting. And so people can get that same email through those three sources on Facebook. Beyond that, when something posts to the Central Lutheran Church Facebook wall, it automatically tweets it through our Twitter feed. Interesting. So if there's something that is posted on the Central Lutheran Facebook, the at Central Lutheran Twitter, I think it's at Central Lutheran. I don't think it's at Central Portland. It goes out that way. Hmm. So we tweet it, we Facebook it, we email it. You mail mail it. We mail mail it. All these different ways. We print it and leave copies in the narthex. Mm-hmm. Put it in the bulletin. Hand it to people in hand. All these different ways. And then there's personal emails and personal phone calls. Mm-hmm. So really, there's at least a dozen ways that we are trying to reach as many people as possible with as much information as possible. That sounds exhausting. And posters, right? Because another method of communication are the bulletin boards throughout the building. I was going to ask if those have gone by the wayside these days or if they're still important. Somewhat. But right now in our building, I have copies of the poster for the Central Portland Community Festival literally pasted up on the backs of the bathroom stall doors. Well, that is the most fascinating form of communication as far as I can see, at least in this (laughs) building, because you're getting such an interesting amount of people Mm -hmm. who, for one reason or another, are going to find themselves waiting by that doorway and, for lack of anything else to do, depending on their phone battery life, Mm -hmm. they'll look up the wall and see random things going on. Yep. So the bulletin boards, and I think that They are probably underutilized in this congregation. Oh, I believe they absolutely are. And they're hard to maintain. Yes, that's why they're underutilized. Exactly. And so that is another area where we could grow. At this point in time, people who are listening to the church basement because they want to hear about God stuff. So why does this matter? Well, it's because it's your implicit and and clear invitation to participation. Right. If you are wanting to help someone know that God loves them no matter what, you need to be inviting them into participation. And to invite them into participation means you need to figure out how to communicate with them in a way that they can receive that communication and receive that invitation and be able to respond to it. You can't get angry or upset with people that they don't show up for a special worship service if you've never learned how to tell them it exists. Okay. So it ties into, like, this is a huge amount of work that the church administrative office does. So between my admin's time and my time, we spend hours on church communication every single week. Hmm. Hours upon hours. Each porch talk is about two hours to get it out there. Oh, wow. Depending upon how the speed of my Wi-Fi is. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? Just uploading it alone? Just uploading it and getting it onto YouTube and getting the link program to MailChimp and making sure that everything is smooth, getting it recorded. I get it. It may take one to five different takes to get it recorded because I'm not editing it. Yeah. So it's one to three minute long video that I'm not going to edit, but I don't want to sound like a dork. Mm-hmm. or like, Right? So it's getting it recorded making certain the correct information is in it, making sure that the background is not distracting, get it uploaded onto YouTube, get it programmed into MailChimp, get it sent out at the shortest. That takes 45 minutes to an hour. No, that's believable because once the podcasts themselves have been edited Mm -hmm. and even from the time that you export it into iTunes... And then have to do all the little bits and pieces and create all the pages and upload it itself. It's still a good 45 minutes until the end of the process. Exactly. You know, and the podcast is clearly one more way that we are trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. One more way that we're trying to invite into participation. So we spend a lot of time on this. And I think it's valuable and it's worth our time because if people aren't invited, if people don't know of something, they can't participate. And so it's critical And it is also probably one of the most frustrating things that we do. Oh, I'm sure. So how have you seen it change over the years that you have been in the ministry? It's become more diverse. It's become more diversified. Do you think you're actually reaching more people? Or Mm -mm. is it just more ways to do it? It's more ways to do it. Okay. Totally. So the changes over the last 13 years have really been more about Being able to do it in a lot more ways, communicate in many more different ways than there were. So in my first call, we had newsletter, bulletin, snail mail. Okay. And it was a large enough congregation that we actually had bulk mailings. Okay. There's a break point in bulk mailings. Where Where you get the special rate. Exactly. Where if you have more than this number of pieces to mail, it's like a quarter of the price. Hmm. But if you're a congregation, like my last congregation... We were 10 pieces of mail off of that, so we just mailed three extra copies of the same thing to, like, four different families. <laughs> just, just so you could hit that bulk just rate. Just so we could get the bulk rate and make it affordable. This congregation, we're so far below the bulk rate break that before I was ever here, it was moved to digital communication. Okay. And so we had newsletter bulk mailing, the bulletin. We installed a big TV screen. Okay. In the narthexy area, in the area where people walked in. And that ran like a PowerPoint with different advertisements on it throughout the day. Oh, man. Like when you go to the movies early and they've got the slideshow going? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so we would have all the different things that were going on. And here's the youth thing that's happening. And here's the... So we would have just PowerPoint kind of announcement slides happening. Uh Uh-huh. So those were the ways 13 years ago. Then Facebook showed up. Mm-hmm. Then Twitter takes mm-hmm. off. Then large email systems come yeah, in. Yeah, the e-newsletters. <laughs> right? Then comes Snapchat. Then comes live streaming. Mm-hmm. Then comes, right? It just has kept advancing. And what I've found in my years is that it depends upon the generation who you're going to reach okay, and how to best reach them. 
So I'm going to make wide generalizations here, and there are exceptions to every single one of these wide generalizations. Consider your bases covered. And that is the challenge, is that as the pastor, you kind of need to know who your exceptions are. Sure. Right? So 70 plus, snail mail. They are going to receive it the best and the most effectively by receiving it in their hands in paper form. Okay. People from 50 to 70, a phone call, voicemail, sometimes paper, sometimes email. Okay. They're hit and miss. 25 to 45-ish. Did I say 50 to 70? Mm-hmm. So 45 to 50, I still haven't figured out. <laughs> I mean, we could bump it to 50. We could say 25 to 50 Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. Not event posts. Stuff on the news feed, okay-ish. And like two years ago, top-notch, most effective way to reach them. Now... Oh, it's falling off, huh? Yeah, totally. Private messages are now mm, the most effective and fast way to get to them. Students or people, 25 and under direct text messages. Sure. And I would say that most likely students under 18, it's probably Snapchat or some of those other, but I don't use those. Mm -hmm. Because any electronic communications that erases immediately Mm -hmm. and doesn't keep a copy of, I don't participate in as a pastor. How well... That's a boundary. It makes sense. Right? That's my boundary. If there's not a copy that is maintained in a server somewhere, I won't participate in it, even with my family and friends. It's just not something that I do. So I am on Facebook and Facebook Messenger as much as anybody, especially because it is the most effective way for me to reach a lot of my younger members. Mm -hmm. Man, the younger members, that's the hard sell. Because I'm thinking of my own teenager Mm -hmm. and my tween. Mm Mm-hmm. And the one, to get that person to read an email, Mm-mm. never happens. Mm-mm. Nope. And he claims he's never on Facebook anymore. Yep, it's true. They're and not. And there's no other way to communicate with him except text. Yep. And that you better be prepared to interpret without vowels. And a quick text message reminder is totally effective. Yeah, but don't the call them because they freak out on phone calls because it's not They don't even know that their phone makes a phone call (laughs) nine times out of 10. And I admit, I am not someone who likes phone calls. I have a difficult time with phone calls. The introvert in me agrees with you very much. And yet. I much prefer video chat. Okay. So I have taken to with the 25 and younger crew to setting up video chats via Facebook because Mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger's video chat app is really effective. Okay. Skype still works. Mm -hmm. I will still Skype with people, but the Facebook video chat's very effective, and I will do video chats with people because then the crosstalk that can happen in a phone call because Mm -hmm. you can't see if the other person is breathing or taking a break or there's just enough delay in the transmission of the call that you end up cross-talking one another and you can't hear each other very well. Mm -hmm. Video, you can read lips and you can see what's going on with their body language. Mm -hmm. So I find a quick video call sometimes is a much more effective way to communicate with that lower age group. And they FaceTime. Yes, they do. They FaceTime each other all the time. So it's not a phone call, it's a video call. Mm -hmm. And that's more comfortable. And again, Facebook stores that. 
I, so you can go back and have a record. At least I think I would presume that there's some storage somewhere of those talks so that if you were to have a video conversation with someone under age as an adult, it's not just something that's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain on that, though. So if someone out there knows, clue me in. But I just assume that that data file is stored somewhere. Because Facebook. Because Facebook. And I know people are concerned about their privacy and those kinds of things, but anything I say to someone under 18 is not private, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. There's confidentiality, but if I were to be doing something that's an illegal activity with a minor, that ain't private. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be asking Facebook for copies of a conversation if I'm not participating in something illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. So does that make any sense? Uh, yes. It becomes a non-issue yeah. at that point. Exactly. And I think that that's a huge change over these last 13 years. And I remember on internship painting banners to put outside by the freeway, right? And Does it seem like we're that much harder at communication, that much worse at it these days, even with the grand multitude of ways we have to communicate? I think that because people are being so inundated with so many messages that, yeah, it is so much harder now. Because the amount of spam people are getting every day, the Mm -hmm. amount of just, you know, tons and tons and tons of information coming at people. And to find ways to reach them, it's really hard. It's a huge challenge. And I think it's a piece that people don't recognize being as hard as it is in the church. Mm -hmm. And people just feel like, well, you never got it to me. (laughs) And that's totally fair. You're right. I didn't find a way to get that piece of information to you personally. I have not called every single person in the directory in order to get this information. I have tried. I have sent it out in 10 different ways, but I have not personally called everyone and left a message. And so you're in that age group where a phone call and a message would be the most effective way for you to be reached. But I haven't done that because I've had other things, right? And it's not the highest priority. And so it's, as with everything in ministry, it's balancing what is the most effective, what is good enough. And this particular topic is a hot button. Yeah. And it's an underlying that doesn't get discussed very often. Is this a byproduct of the fact that people tend to not come to church every week and get their information that way? I think that's part of the shift. Because the research does tell us that in the last decade, people have gone from regular attendance being three to four Sundays a month to regular attendance being one to two Sundays a month. Mm, Interesting. And so that's a big difference. There's a huge difference between attending 52 times a year or 40 times a year and attending 12 times a year. Yeah, you start getting closer to the, and I can't remember the name of them, but the Easter Christmas people. CEOs. CEOs. Christmas Easter's only. Yep. But the thing is, is that CEOs know that that's what they do, Mm -hmm. right? They know that they're Christmas Easter's only. And so they understand communication onus is on me. If I'm only going to show up at Christmas and Easter, I'm not going to be upset that I don't know the exact information that's going on. If my attendance has shifted in the last three to four years very slowly to being from a three times a month participant to a one time a month participant, I may not notice that that's happened. And I begin to feel out of the loop, but don't know why I feel out of the loop. Man, you're making me feel like bulletin boards need to be making a comeback. (laughs) Because when you do get those people in here and they're just sort of wandering around on their way in or out... 
That's a fairly effective way of communicating things. Totally can be. Also for your CEOs. Totally. You can catch their eye on something that intrigues them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Having done them for <laughs> elementary schools for a long time, it is a whole lot of work. They're a ton of work. Hmm. But worth it, possibly. Possibly. Absolutely. Okay, then last question. What is the best way for you to hear about something that's going on? Where do you like to get your latest and greatest from? I probably most effectively receive invitations to events right now via Facebook. Yeah. Or direct invitation, right? Like if a person directly invites me to an event, that gets the highest level of response from me. If I get a direct text message or a direct email to me personally, not a group, saying, I really want you to be there, then that receives my highest level of attention and action. Aside from that, it's probably not like the group eventivites okay. that happen on Facebook, but my friend who posts something up and says, hey, I am doing XYZ. Would you like to come along, my people? Mm-hmm. Then I'll take a look at my calendar, see if it's open. But it's hard. I yeah. am just as inundated as everyone with all the different organizations and groups and people who want all of my time. And when we look at our calendars now... I would say everyone that I know, whether retired or not retired, whether single or family or with kids or without kids, I don't know anyone who has gobs and gobs of free time that they're just laying around waiting for someone to ask them to do something. No, no. That calendar is jam-packed yeah. and it is digital. Absolutely. And it changes often. And so that's the reality. Fascinating. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about church communication. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I, and thank you all for listening to this one more way that we try to communicate with folks. You can reach us at podcast at centralportland.org. You can message us on Facebook, all sorts of ways to get a hold of us, and we would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you, no matter what.